Do you have to pay taxes on your cryptocurrency gains? How are world governments responding to Bitcoin and crypto and all such stuff, especially with the big news surrounding China's questionable crypto future? And we're pleased to entertain you with a new crypto rap song submitted by one of our listeners. That's right, the blockchain blockheads are in the house and we're about to get jiggy with it. Here comes episode number 25 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Word to your mama. side of the ocean is my friend Travis Wright. Hello, Travis. Hello, Mr. Joel Com. We are on separate hemispheres, which is very nice. We, we are. It's uh, very late here where I am, and the sun is shining where you are, and it's just so weird how that happens. It is. It is bizarre. So I guess you can attest to the world is not flat. It, <laughs> indeed, it is not. You know what else is weird? Let me... Ask me. Go ahead. Ask me. What else is weird, Joel? What's weird is that people keep coming back for more of this. I, <laughs> the mind, it boggles at the number of listeners that we now have for this podcast and the feedback that we're getting and the reviews that keep coming in. And we have some big news, uh, Travis. We are now officially on iHeartRadio. How cool is that? Officially. Yeah, that was great news. We we found that out uh, a little bit ago, and now it is actually occurring. Should we share about the other good news? Um, well, we have some other good news happening, but I think we'll just put it out there as a teaser, a cliffhanger, if you will. Stay tuned for a future episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast, where Travis and Joel will share more good news. Yeah, We'll share you know, all the places that you can listen to us. In the future. Yeah, so there, there is more coming, and we appreciate you. We thank you for the reviews, the feedback. Make sure you go over to our Facebook page because that's becoming a great place for original content and for community dialogue. Facebook.com forward slash bad crypto. Like the page. Feel free to drop a review and uh, go to the post where you can claim your free bad coin. We have now distributed over 100 million bad coin our token in our bad coin giveaway and you can claim your 50,000 for free and all you got to do is is set up a BitShares account and ask you just got to ask us for it you don't even have to say please you know we have given away at this point five times almost as many uh, Bitcoin that will be in existence kind of funny in, in the form of bad coin and and of course there's one big difference between bad coin and bitcoin bitcoin is very valuable bad coin is utterly worthless but other than that they're the same exactly they're exactly the same except that there's real there's no real utility for ours and it's not worth anything so but we will we will trade bad coin for bitcoin if you like i mean we'll take some of those off your hands 
any day of the week. <laughs> well, you guys continue to hit us up with questions. In fact, we've got a couple in this week's segment. I said this week's segment, but we're actually doing several episodes a week. So it's this segment right now. And Mike Esk, Mike, Mike S. Mike S. asks, oh my gosh, the English language is even harder from across the pond. He says, Especially when you're in Germany. <laughs> I know. You know. I'm going to read it like this. Hello, guys. Thanks for putting on great show. <laughs> I'd like to hear your thoughts on how cryptocurrencies relate to taxes. If one of the primary features of blockchain technology is that transactions are performed anonymously, isn't it especially easy to avoid paying capital gains and other applicable taxes? How likely do you think it is that as cryptos become mainstream, this will cause governments to restrict the use of cryptocurrencies to the point of being obsolete and therefore of no value? And it's a really great question, Mike, and uh, Travis has all the answers. Travis does not have all the answers. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> there, I'm sorry. Been... What I meant by all the answers, I meant to say Travis knows nothing. Travis knows nothing. No, actually, the thing about this right here is that there's been a lot of people who've asked questions about this. And I think, you know, civilization will, will maybe, you know, over time evolve to where it, we, we actually have a, a consumable tax, right? Where we're actually paying taxes on what we're buying instead of, you know, what we're investing in. But, I mean, you really have to pay attention to what, what the rules are in your particular state, your particular country, because they're all different. And so I don't know that there is any one size fits all other than you should probably pay your taxes. Yeah, I mean, you know, speaking for us, we who are United States citizens, we know that our government sees the uh, trading of cryptocurrencies as investments and as securities. And therefore, when you sell your crypto, then you should pay a capital gains tax on that. And it could be a long term or short term, depending how long you've held it. And um, that there's also questions about at what point does that become a taxable event? Is it when you sell your crypto into fiat? Or what if I sell my crypto into another crypto? And to get answers to that, you really need to get in touch with uh, somebody who's qualified, which would be not us, uh, which would be a certified public accountant. Yeah, if you are in the U.S., I saw last week that a bill is being presented to Congress that says anything under $600 as a transaction uh, would go under not taxable, uh, anything over. So, I mean, as Bitcoin and some of these cryptos become more valuable, then, you know, they will become more taxable. Right back in the day when they weren't worth anything, I mean, people just sort of scoffed at it. But now these are some substantial amounts of money that we're talking about. So, um, yeah, so anything under $600, it's not a law yet. It's something that's being, being you know, written up as a bill to be passed through Congress. And you know how, how the bills work, right, Joel? Uh, they, they don't. They... <laughs> I, I was I mean, setting you up for a bill on Capitol Hill. How do you have oh. <laughs> no schoolhouse rock today? Oh, yeah. No, no schoolhouse rock for you. We, we did not grow up watching Saturday morning cartoons here in Germany. So That's true. Um, yeah, they, they do not have, have bills on Capitol Hill in, in Germany. 
they uh, they have different form of government over here. Actually, I walked by the um, the mansion that the current sitting leader. I is it president, prime minister, deputy chief of country? I don't know what they call her, Angela Merkel. I saw where she um, lives in this big, big, uh-huh. big mansion. Much I thought she was like queen Council. queen of of Euroland or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we got another question. Speaking of across the pond, this one is from Ian in the United Kingdom. And he says he's been new to crypto. He's enjoying the ride, learning things from us, which is amazing to me, and listening to our shows. He says we do ourselves a disservice by calling ourselves the Bad Crypto Podcast. And perhaps we should be the OK Crypto Podcast or the Half Decent Crypto Podcast. But he does actually have a question here. and This is the first time I've seen anybody ask this. I really like this question. He says, on exchanges sometimes you're left with dust from certain tokens and currencies which can't be used. Cumulatively, across all the accounts and exchanges, it must add up to a fair chunk of change. Could you perhaps use any of the influence you have to get the exchanges to add a dusting facility to each wallet so we could collect all the bits together and maybe send that to waterislife.com? I, I love that idea, uh, but why don't you explain what he's referring to in terms of the, this dust? So what I think he is uh, referring to is, like, for example, if you know you are buying, say you got some Bitcoin and you want to buy some NEO or any other cryptocurrency, you know, on those exchanges you can buy directly from Bitcoin and trade into those other currencies, right? Uh, you can, you know, on on Coin Coinbase, you can, right? You can, you know, have a fiat currency that, that you can buy Bitcoin, but on those exchanges you can actually trade Bitcoin for other currencies. Now, say if you want to get a, you're saying, all right, I want to buy, you know, five Ethereum and I have this much Bitcoin, but then you have just a little bit left over on your Bitcoin after you've purchased it, like 0.000007 Satoshis, maybe you have seven Satoshis. Uh, what happens to those? Really, they just stay there until you sell some other crypto uh, to turn it into Bitcoin. So, you know, they're, they're, they just sit there. It's sort of like, uh, on, you know, what I'll do is if I have a little bit of that dust, I will normally turn it into Doge. But still, if you don't have at least 43 Satoshis or whatever, you can't buy a Doge. So anything that under a Doge. Actually be a great website right there, dusttodoge.com. Right? Dust There's to Doge. But that's kind of the idea is like a service that with one click you could contribute that little bit of leftover to a nonprofit of some kind. Or even if, you know, you weren't feeling philanthropic and you wanted to keep it for yourself, that it would roll over into, you know, somewhere on your account that your dust would gather until it accumulates to be more than dust. So well, it, like it actually idea. ceases to be dust once you sell any other cryptocurrency back into Bitcoin that just gets added to the amount of Bitcoin that you have. Yeah, you know, Travis, and, and who knows, maybe those seven Satoshis down the road will be worth a dollar a piece. Bitcoin is worth a hundred million dollars a piece. Traditional right? news section. Are you good with that? Indeed, it would. And I'm looking for so a way out of this. We had a caller, actually, a listener to our show. Um, connected us and said, hey, we are really tired of Joel and Travis singing. Would you like a real song? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that did not. Suggestion. <laughs> excellent, totally great suggestion. And uh, Jason Vandal, uh, he has a rap crypto song, and he wrote into us. He said, hey, I'll admit it. I'm infatuated with the blockchain, 
In late 2015, I became passively interested in cryptocurrency after hearing about it on the Kaiser Report. So I went ahead and bought a book. Uh, I sat on the fence for almost a year until I had an opportunity to get myself some Bitcoin, which launched me into a whole new world of possibility and the, and the infatuation began. I dabbled in trading, investing in ICOs, and all the while learning more about the blockchain and the technology manifesting in this burgeoning ecosystem. I was instantly hooked. In early 2000, uh, what was it? Early July 2017, he woke up. It was a moment of clarity, and his writer's block was gone, and a flood of connecting ideas appeared in a wave of some much-needed inspiration. And this inspiration led to the creation of Rap Crypto. And this is Vandal's interpretation of his experience in crypto in the form of hip hop. So. Uh, Bridging the gap between his audience and the tech-heavy crypto sphere is only the beginning, and rap crypto is just a teaser to what is to come with the hip hop blockchain initiative. Oh, so, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yo, the world yo. premiere of rap crypto by Vandal. Drop it. Yo, this track is dedicated to all the crypto pioneers. Shout out to Max Kaiser and Jeff Berwick for the inspiration. Yo, this one's for you. Rap crypto, y'all know Bitcoin. I want to thank y'all for checking out this joint. See, I'm Vandal, the token rapper. And this right here is a brand new chapter. Follow me as I go Rambo to the moon in my brand new Lambo. That's right, the new sensation. And if you like it, please leave a donation. All we need is another block in the chain to verify the game. Mad bots know my name. So hot, but don't flame, stay civil. Nothing but the miners in the middle with the riddle. To the moon, now suckers catching FOMO. Caught up on the promo, panic selling on polo. Pushing the limits of a trade on that telegram hype. They in it to get paid, you can't tell a man tight. They say the bubble is near, so when the trouble appears, they all stumble in fear. That's the end of your career, said the Guaylo. Cause you forgot, sell high, buy low. And if you hold, there's a chance you might die slow. You're probably wondering, how the hell would I know? But I know, as clear as a photo. Could it be that I'm Satoshi Nakamoto? Rap crypto, y'all know Bitcoin. I want to thank y'all for checking out this joint. See, I'm Vandal, the token rapper. And this right here is a brand new chapter. Follow me as I go Rambo.
y'all. I left my wallet address below. So if you like what you hear, please leave a donation or simply just hit the like and share buttons. Crypto love. This takes me back to my DJ days, Travis, right? Where we're spinning stacks and stacks of hot, hot wax. <laughs> yeah, except those days are gone and you just push a button and play an MP3. Hey, Jason, thanks for sending us this song. He has officially released this song now, which if you want to support him, and I hope you do, it's on SoundCloud. It's a uh, link to it is in the show notes. Again, it's Rap Crypto by Vandal. And uh, we really appreciate that. And of course, if you guys, you know, write any music and you want to send it for us to play, then we may, we may not. It depends That's if it's right. any good. I, if it's I, all I know is I want to go to the moon in my brand new Lambo. That's what I, <laughs> I want to do. Well, hopefully we'll all be able to go to moon, to the moon in our Lambos if the governments of the world do not interfere and get in the way of the cryptocurrency market. And that is the focus of today's feature story. All right, so this is sort of a follow-up to the questions that were asked earlier today by our community. And, you know, there's been some things going on and some people are interested about, you know, Bitcoin and, and, and the, the, the profits and how the IRS is going to work. There's all kinds of interesting stuff going on with China uh, banning cryptocurrencies. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we did a, a breaking news segment when we talked about how, you know, when China began to ban the ICOs. Now there's some other conversations that are going on with that as well. So let's go ahead and, and start up at the top, Joel. Which, are, which, which piece of news you, which suits your fancy? Well, I think, you know, let's start close to home here because we did talk a little bit about, uh, you know, being a U.S. citizen and what our government uh, expects in regards to how they're going to handle these investments. And there's this story on Cointelegraph.com that says the IRS uh, is intends to go after Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash profits. Mr. Internal Revenue Service is definitely on the lookout for uh, people who are probably, I'm guessing, buying and selling large amounts, right? Because the IRS wants to make sure that they don't miss out on any tax revenue and apparently this is uh something that they want to collect their taxes yeah so it's interesting when you when you think about you know bitcoin and then it had the fork where it created bitcoin cash which essentially created cash out of nothing right and so you know what they're trying to do is figure out how it all works and what the tax implications are and uh, you know so we're, you're definitely going to want to keep keep an eye on that both of those articles are actually that article is in the show notes as well there's a link inside that show note on on um, on that article on coin telegraph that is actually bitcoin.tax so if you go to bitcoin.tax there's all kinds of articles it appears there that is talking about the different implications of bitcoin taxes for capital gains and incomes for the various different uh, digital currencies so that might be, and it's actually a, a button there, a, a calculator to to identify and to calculate how much Bitcoin taxes you may have to pay. So right. we've not vetted this site. Go ahead and take a look at it. That calculator may or may not be right. You're going to want to talk to uh, your own tax professional to help them out. According to part of the Internal Revenue Service tax code, it says, and I quote, virtual currency is treated as property for U.S. federal tax 
purposes. So, you know, some people consider crypto, you know, almost like monopoly money, like it's not real money, it's free money. But uh, according to the law, that is likely not the case. Again, we're not financial advisors, so don't listen to anything that we have to say except to get a giggle or two. Talk to a licensed professional to help you with either your investment advice or with your accounting because uh, we don't. I don't do my own accounting. Do you, Travis? Yeah, I need I need help on that. I have a question. Is yeah. it does this does this actually cover like your Farmville virtual currency and? Uh... Some of those other games and whatnot, because you know people are actually paying real money for that. Are you able to deduct that? I wonder. <laughs> that, well, if it's, if it's part of your job, perhaps. And so, from <laughs> United States to the other side of the world, to where the boat is really being rocked in the cryptocurrency markets, and this is nothing new. China has rocked the boat in crypto for years. You know, many of the times that crypto has been declared dead is because. The rumors that China is banning cryptocurrency exchanges. Well, here we are in September 2017, and it's happening all over again. And we've got a couple stories here that are in the show notes that, that you're going to want to look at. What's the, the gist of what you've gotten from this so far, Travis? Yeah, great question. I think that, as you mentioned, you know, Bitcoin is dead again. Uh, the 160th time that Bitcoin is dead, according to the Bitcoin obituaries, right? Um, but by taking a look at this, here's, you know, and I mentioned this in the conversation that I had with, with Michael on that episode that you were, you were away, is, you know, if you look in, in June, China was talking about creating their own country-based cryptocurrency. And now they're trying to ban cryptocurrency exchanges. They are trying to put the kibosh on ICOs over there. And, you know, so I look at this from two different angles. I go, okay, so are they actually wanting to put regulations on cryptocurrency to prohibit people from doing them? Are they wanting to drop the price of Bitcoin so that they can buy more? Are they trying to eliminate competition so they can release their own cryptocurrency? I don't know that I have the answer to that yet, Joel, but my brain and my research skills are diving into it to try to figure out and see if I can make sense of it all. It seems to me my spidey senses say that they're creating their own cryptocurrency down the road and they're I think they're maybe trying to push some of this other stuff out or at least eliminate some of the ones that aren't as, um, you know, actual, you know, there's, there's some that are Ponzi schemes. So maybe they're just trying to clean it up. It's hard to say. It's hard to get inside the mind of the Chinese government. Right, because the initial ban was a alleged temporary ban on ICOs, initial coin offerings. They put the kibosh on that. For the time being, uh, you know, part of it is they're saying they want to make sure that there's no money laundering taking place. But, you know, in China, there's a bank. It's the People's Bank of China. You know, the, this country is known and notorious for attempting to control the financial markets for its people. And by virtue of that, controlling the populace and, you know, uh, along with it. But there are rumors, according to both Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal, both respective news sources, um, they said they have unnamed informed sources that are reporting that China is going to move to shut down Bitcoin exchanges. And we're talking uh, OKCoin, OK BTC China, Huibi, 
I think it's pronounced Huibi. If it's not, I just it is now because I said so. <laughs> uh, but uh, contrary to that, uh, Bobby Lee, who's the CEO of BTCC, which is China's oldest Bitcoin exchange, he suggested that he's not entirely convinced that this news is going to happen, and nobody's received official comment from the People's Bank of China yet. So the the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that's taking place because of this government uh, in China and the massive power that they have because how much Bitcoin is traded in uh, in that country, really everybody's just kind of holding their breath to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and think of all the Bitcoin miners that are there, right? I mean, some of the largest operations of Bitcoin mining in the world is happening in China. And, you know, so it looks like what happened on September 11th is that Bitcoin and Ethereum prices begin to rally in China because OKCoin and BTC China did not receive any official statements from the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the central bank there that said that they needed to shut it down. So since they've not received that, they've not heard that. So, uh, yeah, there's no official word on that. So I guess we'll, we'll have to see how it all pans out. It's just another fun day in the world of cryptocurrency, guys. I think that's going to be the moral of the whole story is, you know, we don't know, but it's kind of interesting to see, you know, to get our finger on the pulse of some of the larger countries and how they're approaching this whole cryptocurrency uh, um, thing that's happening. Yeah, some of them uh, trying to control it, some of them wanting to stop it, some of them wanting to take a free market approach. And if we hop uh, just next door to China and we go over to Russia, there was a news story that just broke again. You'll find in the show notes at badcryptopodcast.com. And the Russian finance minister, Anton Silinov, said his department will regulate the use of cryptocurrencies in the country by the end of 2017. And uh, this is what he actually said. In fact, we're going to go over to the, uh, the, the Russian reporter there with Minister Anton Silinov and uh, get a report direct from him. Uh, Mr. Silinov, what do you have to say about this? The state certainly understands that cryptocurrencies are a reality. There is no point in prohibiting them. It's possible to regulate them. So the finance ministry will draw up a bill by the end of year. And now over to the weather. You go. It is very hot today. Tomorrow probably be hot also. <laughs> Must go to bring <laughs> the sheep in from fields. So they in do winter not... be very cold. <laughs> I'm time to go get babushka. So... Uh, you know, this is actually somewhat promising, right, from the Russian government that they are intending to implement some sort of policy to regulate. But, I, you know, I don't think that uh, all regulation is bad regulation. I think that, especially in this wild, wild west of crypto, that there are plenty of people that would seek to scam and, uh, and take people's money, right? Yeah, and actually there was a... Um uh, where they were talking about subsidizing in in Russia, subsidizing uh, Bitcoin mining, which was interesting to me. So there's there's all these. You know, it's so funny watching this, and the more you research and the more you you pay attention to it, you start seeing that. Uh, wait a second, some of these governments are talking out of both sides of their mouth, right? 
and you're going, well, what's real? So yeah, here's another article that we'll that we'll place in the show notes. There, Russian government plans to subsidize Bitcoin mining electrical cost. So yeah, well, they want to regulate it, they want to control it. They, you know, this is a great resource. I mean, there's a, I mean, when you can mine one of these bitcoins and they're forty three, forty four, forty five hundred dollars, almost five thousand dollars, right? Depending on when you're listening to the show, you know. It's a very profitable thing. That's why China has been mining Bitcoin in these huge, huge operations for so long. So that tells me they probably are not going to eliminate Bitcoin trading. Or if they do, they want to make sure that only the the, the powerful people are the ones that are able to, to secure the Bitcoin or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, this guy named Maxim Oreshkin is the Minister of Economic Development in Russia. And he said that cryptocurrencies are volatile. Uh, no, duh. Um, but he told Lenta.ru, uh, a Russian news network, VC, the volatility that exists here is tens of percent in one direction, tens of percent in other direction, which in fact is bid about this instrument. And the only Ocean reason ploho. I really to read that, I just... Ocean ploho. <laughs> Ocean what? Ploho. I... That, is, that is very bad. <laughs> Ocean ploho. Ocean Ploho. Ocean Harasho is very good. We are the Ploho. Yeah. <laughs> Ploho Crypto Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so now if we get somebody that wants to translate uh, into Russian, the Ploho Podcast. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> the Ploho Crypto Podcast is very, very bad. Not good at all. Okay, so that's, uh, that's we got the U.S., we got China, we got Russia covered. Um, how about our friends uh, up there to the north here in, in the, the United States of America? We got our uh, Canadian friends here, yeah, hey there, and there's some news uh, from the great white north. Yeah, Doug? You know, Bob Bob and Doug. McKenzie. Oh, take off, hey, hoser. All right. Okay. Well, Let me get, you need your tube where, to read this here. Story? I don't know which section, which article are we reading? Because I'm, I have you're, a couple of them that I'm take, seeing lined take up. Take off, take off, take you, off. you, you hoser. <laughs> well, go get yourself a Molson Golden, eh? So this story is the Bitcoin fund manager wins approval from Canadian regulators. Uh, so you know, a fund, of course, is uh, intends to invest in uh, various crypto-related investments, and in this case. Um, they have this particular fund manager, which is worth with with uh, first block capital out of Vancouver. Um, they have gotten approval from securities regulators there. So Canada's kind of saying, okay, you know, if you guys are pulling together funds in this area, we're okay with it. That's that's the gist of what I got here, including um, with ICOs. So there's, they're a little, little more liberal, I think, in their approach to it than some of the other countries we're seeing. Yeah, so it's definitely fascinating to, to see which countries uh, are doing things within crypto, which ones are trying to regulate it out of existence, which ones are just trying to, you know, uh, input and, and create mechanisms to help monitor those operations. And so, you know, it says, it looks to me like Canada's like, all right, eh, no problem, Let's, we'll do some of this crypto. And a bunch of the other countries are really jockeying and positioning to become the crypto 
valley, if you will, a crypto hub. So you've got a lot of activity in Singapore, you've got a lot of activity in Dubai, and you've got a lot of activity in Zug, Switzerland. Uh, and this particular story that you'll find in the show notes is called What Switzerland's Crypto Valley Tells Us About the State of Blockchain. Uh, there's, you know, Switzerland's always been a safe haven of sorts, right? And, you know, they're, they're neutral. And uh, it's been a great place for um, people to, to park their money. Uh, Swiss banks are, you know, infamous. Of course, tax code has changed so that you can't, you know, just go hide your money. We don't recommend that you do. But they are uh, ranked first in the world for competitiveness and productivity and first in the world for attracting and retaining talent. So there's some really great advantages for people to, uh, to, to get into the crypto business out of that country. That's, that's so true. And if you think about it, you know, Switzerland has been, you know, notoriously one of those, one of those financial hubs in the world. And if you've, if you've had a chance to watch the, the documentary on Netflix called Banking on Bitcoin, you'll see that, you know, Wall Street, they sort of took some, they wanted to do create heavy, heavy regulations for the space, which in turn, then all of the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency companies, they left New York, right? And so here you have the, uh, you know, d- debatable, the financial hub of the world, Wall Street, not doing anything in the crypto space just because you know it reminds me it reminds me of back in the day like you know western union like western union had the telegraph but they didn't do the telephone right they didn't invent the telephone and you know they they they, a lot of these companies and, and even governments and you know industries they hold on to the old way as long as they possibly can until they get forcibly disrupted by people who are innovating things and you know i think that's what's happening in you know in some of these countries is the they are going to be innovated you know and they're going to be moved past like wall street like its days will be done down the road if 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 they don't get on board and start figuring out how to work with these crypto companies and you know figure all that out then they're they're going to be out of gas and new york is not going to be the financial hub in the world it's going to be switzerland it's going to be hong kong it's going to be uh singapore it'll either be gibraltar it'll be the cayman islands it won't be america and uh it you know so that's that's a challenge and it won't be china if they're they're trying to put the kibosh on all this stuff did we just say kibosh three to four times already in the show that's i pretty think impressive. actually the uh, russian finance minister has more commentary on uh, on this as well you are correct, Travis, that pretty soon we will unregulate cryptocurrency to such a great degree that your Wall Street will look like nothing, nothing. It will look like child's piggy bank. Your Wall Street would look like ghost town. <laughs> well, hey, you know, we're keeping our finger on the pulse of this, and by keeping our finger on the pulse, I mean we're casually checking it out and trying to learn as we go here, and hopefully... You've learned a little something with us as well. I know I've learned something today, and that is that recording late at night while in Germany is uh, is challenging. That's true. And for all of those out there who are interested in, you know, keeping up with what we are researching for future episodes, we have put together the Flipboard, which is the uh, repository for the Bad Crypto Show. It's where all of our research is going in. We'll be taking a look at that to see which articles we want to talk about in the next episode. So you can get to that at badco.in forward slash flip. 
please to go to Flipboard and flip with us on all new stories for the crypto space thing. If you're not, we will flip you off. <laughs> hey, gang, go to uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever. Leave us a review because we love hearing from you. Uh, you know, of course, if you have a bad review in mind, then, oh, look, Godzilla is coming to eat your lunch. You better go tend to that instead. But otherwise, leave us a review. And uh, if you are on iTunes and you screen cap it and email that review to us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com, we will send you 100,000 bad coin. And uh, we'll just continue to release the bad coin out into the world until we're not doing it anymore again a thank you to everyone out there for listening to ploho crypto podcast here <laughs> no <laughs> we really appreciate it guys we we love you so much and we really enjoy you guys calling in and asking us questions or you know leaving us a little something something you know and you can do that at 708-885-9030 just like the listener who called in, and she is going to uh, end the show for us. Hey, Joel and Travis. This is Megan Kara. I really appreciate everything you guys do. I listen to your podcast every day on the way into work. Uh, try not to repeat too many episodes, but I like what you guys are doing. It's so helpful, and I appreciate everything. So just to give you what you've been looking for, not that I'm specifically a very good voiceover artist in any way, I just wanted to let you guys know that I want us to stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.